Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. I'm going to do a brave thing today. Are you all ready for a brave thing? So, believe it or not, it's a brave thing to preach on mothers on Mother's Day. But the Lord has just been, had this thing on my heart for more than a week now um, to talk about mothers and to encourage our moms um, today. And so I'm just trusting the Lord because, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of the, as we say, the feels when it comes to momming. Amen. Now, my mom passed away 11 years ago, and uh, I tell you, I had a great, great mom, which means I miss her terribly, but on the other hand, I'm just so thankful and there's just all those waves of emotions. But today we want to take, um, take some time to honor moms and honor God's purposes for mom. And my prayer today is that it will be an encouragement to you. Would you all say the word encouragement? Encouragement. encouragement. That's your one assignment today is to receive encouragement from the Lord. I'm going to open up with a scripture and then we're going to pray and we're going to jump into the Bible today. Amen? All right. Exodus 20, verse 12, says this. It says, Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your father and your mother. And that's what we're doing today. We're honoring our mamas today. Let's take a moment and pray. Father, we love and honor you, and we thank you for this day. Thank you, Jesus, for little Van and little Emily May and all the children, Lord, in the house of the Lord and our families. Lord, we are so rich, uh, and we thank you for the trust of children. We thank you for the wisdom and the empowerment, Lord, to raise them well. And right now, God, we open up our hearts, Father, for you to bring your word into each one of our spirits, Lord God. We thank you for your ability to speak and communicate to us uh, by your word and through your spirit. And so today, Lord, we're all listening to you for something that you want to say to each one of us. I pray for the leading and the empowerment, God, of your spirit, Lord, and the wisdom. Father, we thank you for the gifts of moms. And I just pray, uh, help me to be an encouragement because that is what you put in my heart and my spirit today. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. All right, so, you know, in in Genesis, um, we find that that. The idea of moms, the idea of mom and dad and of marriage was actually, you know, God's plan in his idea. In Genesis 2, verse 18, it says, the Lord said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And then you go to verse 24 and it says, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and he's united to his wife and they become one flesh. It's really neat the way that God paints this picture in Genesis because he has Adam there and actually in the story he's seen all the animals and and God's just looking at Adam and going, you know what, this isn't going to work you alone. And for most of us fellas out there, um, we would recognize that it is harder alone, amen? Like it is good to to have that companion. And and so what God said is, you know what, You you need an Eve, and, uh, and so God makes Eve, and it's really cool because he makes them together, and he says that you are made in my image. Yet Adam and Eve, they kind of both brought different, we'll call it emphasis to the table, 
if you will, right? Um, the mom and the dad, they bring something to the family that like the foundation block of family that builds the society around us. Now, dads, um, you get your day next month, right? Um, today is mom's day. And I, I want to take a, a few moments to talk about how God has given us the gift of moms that, um, that to be a blessing. But I only have one rule today as you're hearing the message. Are you ready for my one rule? Moms, you are not allowed to be critical towards yourself. I want to hear all the moms say amen. Amen. Because I tell you what, no one can give themselves a hard time like a mom can give themselves a hard time. They're good at it, right? And so you're not allowed because this is a day um, where we are honoring you and appreciating you and appreciating your gift. You can say, you know, to yourself, you can say, yeah, you know, that's me. That strength is me. Or you can say, well, that's not my greatest strength, but you're not allowed to beat yourself up. And uh, the phrase that came to my mind was, now don't disobey me. Or you know what will happen? You'll get a consequence. I learned that from my mom. <laughs> One of the ways that moms are a blessing are they are great comforters. And um, in Isaiah chapter 66, when God is speaking about his own comfort and he is trying to portray to the people his desire to comfort them, he gives them the analogy of a mom. And he says in Isaiah 66 verse 12, he says, For this is what the Lord says, I will extend peace to her like a river, he's talking about the nation of Israel, and wealth of the nations like a a flooding stream. You will nurse and be carried on her arm and dangled on her knees as a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. You see this idea like God is trying to get his point across and in getting his point across he says, It's like a mother, my comfort towards you. Like, ah, now I get it. I love the gift of comfort because, you know, it's that gift to say it's going to be okay. And I appreciate Emily May. If you're online, you don't hear Emily May right now. She's starting to kind of fuss a little bit right on cue as I'm talking about moms comforting. Um, We we work very hard to make sure that these things happen exactly on time. Um, You know, Ralph, you know, we, we promised him a new toy today if he kissed. No, I'm just kidding. I'm really just kidding. That was totally sincere. And that is Ralph. He's one of the most affectionate boys I know. As a matter of fact, last night, I happened to see Ralph. And uh, I got to tell you the story because it was kind of the highlight of my day. Uh, one of the highlights of my day yesterday was uh, my daughter has this big stuffed animal, um, Winnie the Pooh. She's 24, by the way. And um, this massive Winnie the Pooh, and it's about Ralph's size. And Ralph is the best hugger I know. And um, he just gives, and he, he comes, when he th- comes at you, he runs at you, and he throws his head to the side, like he knows what's happening. <laughs> it's a beautiful piece of work. So I had this Winnie the Pooh that was just right, and I said, Ralph, you want to hug Winnie the Pooh? And so Ralph comes up, and he goes like that, and I'm like hugging him with the Winnie the Pooh. Oh, I don't know, I felt like I was getting hugged, it was so good. But um, the, the gift of comfort is like, that beautiful thing where moms can say, you know what, it's going to be okay, you're going to get through this. What I love is when you, when you watch a young mom, you begin to watch this gift developing in young moms, right? Because inevitably, kids have their spills, kids have their running into walls. If you're in the 
the Boyd household, you've got more, you, you just got to schedule it every five minutes, a kid needs comfort in that house, because they're just, they're everywhere in that household, and, um, but you know, a kid falls up, down, I love watching young moms, because moms have different ways of comforting, you have the mom who runs and just scoops them up, and just holds them until it's over, and just holds them, and holds them, and then that kid goes, okay, it's going to be all right. Then you have the other mom who has a different tactic, but still comforting. Comes and takes that kid, sets them on their feet and says, you're okay, go on. And within a few seconds, they realize, well, I don't have an audience anymore. I'm okay. And they go on. And I'm like, it's just like two, two ends of the pendulum. And you know, the real wise mom knows exactly when to do which one. You can tell by the cry, can't you? You can tell when it's just like, get up and go. Um, I thought Ralph was learning well from, or excuse me, not Ralph, Christopher was really learning well from moms because I saw him feed Ralph um, a piece of food and he just spit it right out of his mouth. And Ralph, I mean, excuse me, Christopher, the taller Ralph, um, Christopher looks at him and says, oh no, you like this. And I thought, he didn't learn that himself. <laughs> and he made it smaller and stuck it right back in Ralph's mouth. And I was like, now that's like next level parenting right there. And I, Christopher is a smart man, but I don't think he learned that himself. Um, you know, the thing is, is like moms, just, there's, there's, an, there's an innate thing, and again, it's an emphasis thing. It's not, not that dads can't comfort, but there's something about a mom's comfort that you can't really replace. The, the challenge is that the enemy likes to come and steal the gift of comfort. And the way he does that is he brings anxiety and worry to steal those things. But you know, God's intent is, mom, for you to be full of faith, full of God's perspective, and that nothing is too big for God to handle. And every worry, every fear are those things that we can bring to the Lord and say, you know, I know that that this is a risk and this is a fear, but God, I trust you and I bring these things to you in in faith. Uh, My wife, Elizabeth, who's being a hero right now, and she's in in preschool and hanging out with the littles today on Mother's Day, Um, I've learned a lot from her. She is, if you don't know, Elizabeth's a nanny. She's been a nanny since um, before we had Abigail, and um, she's really good at it. I'm saying that because I'm her husband. No, I'm not saying that because I'm her husband. Um, But she's just really good with preschoolers and spent just decades with them. And uh, one of the things that I've learned from her about about moms and with children is, is she said, you can learn the personality of a child when they're a baby. And she says, you, can, you get such a pure look into a personality that you can know something about who they are as an adult when they're a baby. And as I was reflecting on this and, and thinking about it, I thought, you know, that understanding is derived by like the closeness that moms have when they're an infant and they're nursing, whether it's a bottle or not, or you know, the, and all the nurturing. Like you just get such a view into their personality and who they are, and moms are able to see into their children in a really unique way. They can see the best in a child, right? It's like like no one's allowed to criticize a mother's child except her, right? And uh, they can see the image of God. They can see the good and the potential that other people can't see. They also can see the worst in their children. 
and they can see like the sins that, that want to you know, bear fruit in their child's life and that they're, they're particularly uh, susceptible to. And I think that's one of the reasons why Proverbs 1.8 says, Listen, my son, to your father's uh, instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Why? Because your mother knows. Amen. And um, it's the scripture that says basically, listen to your mother. Um, I want to talk to you for a few moments about what has really been on my heart when it comes to this whole mom thing for the last couple of weeks. And it has to do with Mary in the Bible. Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I want to show you a couple of scriptures whether Emily, wants, Emily May wants me to or not, I want to show you these scriptures. Luke chapter 2, verse 16 says this. It says, so they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby. Now, let me hit pause for just a second. I needed to give you the setup. So in Luke chapter 2, right where we're going to come in, this is when the shepherds who had just encountered the angels and the angels told them about Jesus and told them where to go find Jesus this is what happens when, as they're leaving. Again, Luke chapter 2, verse 16. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. And then verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, to me, that scripture is really striking, but it becomes even more striking when I fast forward a little bit in Luke chapter 2, and now Jesus is 12 years old, and they've gone to Jerusalem for the feast, and what happens in the story is that um, Mary and Joseph, they finish up with the feast, and they're like, all right, let's head home, and the way they would do it is the men would walk with the men, and the ladies would walk with the, with the ladies, and they got um, a, a good ways from Jerusalem. And uh, somehow Mary and Joseph realized that Jesus was not with either of them, and he was 12 years old. And, um, you know, how you would feel if you'd lost the Son of God. Um, they're like, we better go back and get him. Like, we had one job, right, kind of thing. And so they're heading back, and um, they go back to Jerusalem. And where they're going to find him is they're going to find him at the temple having conversations with the, the religious rulers. And, um, and this is the interaction. Luke chapter 2, verse 48. When his parents had saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, I really, I want to see the movie of this. How did she say this? Because I've got about 10 versions. I know how my wife would say this. Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. And this is Jesus' reply. Why are you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know that I would be in my father's house? So he was realizing his own identity and who he was. But in verse 20, verse 50, excuse me, it says, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and with man. And so in both of these scriptures, we see this idea of treasuring. She treasured something in her heart. In the earlier scripture, it says that she pondered this in her heart. And this has just really been like in my heart and my mind as I've been thinking about moms and, and thinking about sharing with you about moms. Is there's something about the ability of mom to, to treasure or to store up something 
that God is revealing or saying about their child in their heart. And what's beautiful is you take treasuring, where they treasure these things that are in their heart for each child, and then you add this idea of pondering, right? Like thinking about, like truly considering, like what does this mean for their life? And of course, we know with Mary, the mother of Jesus, like why, you know, she's treasuring and pondering and that kind of thing. But you know, there's places, um, it places mom in a powerful place to pray for their kids. Um, and I want to say to you moms, do not underestimate the power of your ability to pray for a child. Like, you pray with a level of discernment that is so amazing. You pray with a revelation about your children that is very unique to your perspective of your, and understanding of your child. And you have the ability to pray with God's heart, to pray along with God's will. You have the ability to ask the Lord, God, show me how to pray and pray prophetically for your child. I know for me, you know, part of why I am where I am and in life and everything has to do with I had a mom and dad who prayed. And they were praying for me. I, and I got to tell you, I gave them a lot of reasons to pray. I mean, they, I, get, I got them excelling in prayer. Um, but they prayed, in the, and, I, and I know that my mom's understanding of me, her, her insights into me gave her an ability to pray. And that is one of the things that God has called you to in your children's lives, is that you have an ability to pray and a quality of prayer for your children that is very unique. And you take these things of treasuring and pondering, and you begin this, and you bring in this idea of prayer, and it's a very powerful thing. Here's the thing, though. God has not called you to treasure and to ponder so that you can be in fear. Can I say that to you again? God's not called you to treasure and to ponder so that you can be in fear. He's called you to treasure and to ponder so that you can be in prayer for your child. And there's these moments in your life where, where you are going to pray some prayers for your children that are going to be game changers for them. What's really cool is you go to John chapter 2, and in John chapter 2, Jesus is a full-grown man now. And he's getting ready to go and do his job, right? Like to go and basically, and he's going to be the savior of the world. And he's going to teach and preach and heal and all these. But up to this point, Jesus has not done a miracle. Now, can you imagine Mary? She's had a visitation from an angel like 33 years or 30 years and nine months ago or so. It said, you're going to be with child and he's the son of God. He's going to save the world. That's a long time to treasure and ponder. 33 years. I don't know about you, but at 33, I'd be like, let's get to it. Right? That's a lot of treasuring and pondering. And so it's funny the way that this occurs because what happens is Jesus goes to this wedding. And weddings were not like our weddings, you know, it's like, you know, you got a, uh, you know, an evening to practice, then you have the day, and then you have a, a little party and go on. These were days long. And so it says on the third day of a wedding, the wedding took place in Cana in Galilee. This is in John chapter 2. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. 
When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to them, they have no more wine. Now, this is a mother speaking. She's not, in, she's not like just trying to give Jesus information, right? And you can tell that by the way that Jesus replies to his mother. Woman, which apparently was respectful. To us, it'd be like, woman? It's not like that. Just want you to know, like, you're 2,000 years removed from culture, so children, if you thought you could say to your mother, your mother, woman, you got another thing coming, and you'll get another thing coming. Um, do not do that and say you're standing on Scripture. I do not endorse that. Um, woman, why do you involve me? He knew what was up. Jesus replied, my hour has not yet come. His mother says to the servants, this is so like a mom, do whatever he tells you. <laughs> it's like, it's so there's this whole interaction where, you know, mom and Jesus are close enough where he's like, um, Jesus, they're out, of, they're out of wine. And Jesus is like, you're not telling me we're out of wine. It's like, you know, it's like mom saying, the dishwashers, uh, the, 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 the uh, dishes in the dishwasher are clean. That's not what she's trying to communicate. She's trying to communicate, empty the dishwasher, right? Some of y'all like are just figuring this out for the first time. So she means something more. I find just asking, what do you mean, really helps. Um, <laughs> just saying. All right, so he's like, they're out of wine. And Jesus is like, don't push me, lady. Please don't push me. Like this, the hour has not come. And mom goes, um, do whatever he tells you. It was basically mom saying, yeah, whatever, make it happen. She had pondered this in her heart. She had treasured these things in her heart. She knew the time was coming. The, the disciples are around him. And you know, moms, there are moments in your child's life where you realize that they are at a crossroad and you are praying them through their crossroad, right? You are, you are seeing that this time right now, this decision is pivotal. And while I might not be able to control it, and it's not right for me to control it, by golly, you're going to hear my voice at this moment. And it's like, it's like, it's like Mary is pushing Jesus out of the nest and say, come on, get with it. There is an irony here, though, like just scripturally, because he's saying my hour has not yet come, and the word hour is used all the way through John. And when it talks about his hour coming, you see as soon as Jesus' ministry starts, what happens is the hourglass starts, the sand of the hourglass starts going out because that means that Jesus is on the path directly to the cross, Right? And I think Jesus was probably way more aware of that. I know he was than his mother was. So there was, there was an irony, you know, kind of going on there because she's really pushing him to the cross. But really, in her heart, she's like, you've got something to give to this world. Give it. Ultimately, what he would give was on the cross. And, you know, and before I, you know, finish the message today, I, I do want to say to you today, you know, normally I'm preaching um, other things in Scripture, and um, it's, it's, it's not a normal thing to preach on moms, but I really felt like God wanted to encourage some moms to, and give you some insight about God's call on your life and, and that kind of thing. But I do want to tell you today, you know, when, when she was pushing him out of the nest and Jesus went on this track, his mission was to provide salvation to a broken world. It says in Timothy, it says that Jesus Christ came in the world to save sinners, of which I'm the very worst. And I love the way that it's put 
because the Apostle Paul is saying, he came to save us all, I needed saved. I was the worst of all sinners. And I just want to tell you today that Jesus, he came not to condemn the world, but to save it. And he gave his life for each and every one of us who want God in our lives. And what he did is he said, listen, I'm going to take care of the issue of your sin, your guilt. I'm going to take care of the issue of the shame that it brings. And I'm going to take care of the issue of the fact that you are powerless to be a good person and to to truly serve God. And I'm going to take all of that on the cross. And if you will receive me in your life and ask for forgiveness, I will give you a new life. It's what Jesus talks about, about being born again. And I just want to just take this moment to just say, if you've never done that in your life, or maybe you've walked away from the Lord, I just want you to know, he is ready to receive you in his arms at any moment. He's just like Ralph. Put his arms, like all you have to do is say, yes. And he's going to respond because he cares for you. He's not going to make you. But you'll feel something in your heart that goes, I need God. I need him in my life. And if that's you, I just want to encourage you, you just cry out to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need you. I want you in my life. I I celebrated 30 years on May 5th just this week. Put a little posting of my baptism, which was a color picture, believe it or not. Um, But it it was uh, 30 years, and I got to tell you, the best decision I've ever made was to put my life into the hands of Jesus. And you know you're ready when you come to that place where you go, you know, me being in charge is not working out. And I just want you to know he loves you and he cares for you. And if you cry out to him and say, God, I want you in my life, forgive me and just help me to walk with you, he will meet you right in that place, right in that place. If you're in the in-person service and that's like something you're like, I know God is speaking to me, before you leave today, I would love to just talk with you and pray with you because it is the greatest thing you'll ever do is to say, Jesus, take my life. If you're watching online and you're in that place, uh, you matter to us just as much and we want to reach out to you. And if you're making a decision that I need God in my life, would you go to our website to let us know and just click on, it's victorychristian.church and you click on next steps because we're going to reach out to you and root you on because it is an amazing decision. Amen? Now, coming back to what, what I was um, sharing about moms, and, and we're going to close here in just a moment. Moms, you have this gift of treasuring and pondering. Amen? A lot of it turns into prayer. Just on-target prayers for your children. And then there are these moments in your life where God gives you a word to say to your child. Now, I have to admit to you, it's not every moment. <laughs> and there are these times in your life that God will give you something for your child and it's not all the time, right? But God has positioned you and the thing is, you can have confidence as a mom that God is going to empower you with the gifting that you need to be a mom. Too many moms are out there evaluating themselves and comparing themselves. You, you flip on Facebook and look at what that mom does and look at what this mom does. You need to lay that all down and just serve Jesus and love your kids. Because that stuff is going to take up your time and energy and lead you to a place that you're not supposed to be. God is here to encourage you and to strengthen you as a mom. And no one has the calling of mom for your children like you do. And God 
is going to help you be an amazing mom. And the way we're going to close today is that we're going to pray over um, our ladies in the house. You know, some moms are moms biologically, but um, I've seen in all ladies that there's a, there's a gift and a calling of mom on you, whether you've had biological children or not. And whether or not you happen to be close to your kids in this season of your life or not, the gift of who you are and who God has created and that gift of comfort and that gift to ponder and that gift to treasure and that gift to love your children, it never leaves you. It is something that God has given you because you're so important to God's plan on this earth. And moms, I want you to know, we need you. And we value you. And you are important in every season of your life. And you may feel like I'm not momming a lot because of where I am in life. And I want to tell you that that is not true. Because, you know, my mom's been gone for about 11 years and I miss her terribly. But there's a few people on the planet that when I go, get, when I go give them a hug, I'm like, that reminds me of my mom. And that, that value, your value being here is really important to us. And that gift to treasure, that gift to ponder, that gift to pray, and that gift to speak at that right time in that right place never, leave, never leaves you. And it's important. And we just want to say we appreciate you. And we want to pray for right where you are in the season of being mom. And if you're online today, we're praying for you there as well. Would you stand with me for a moment? What we're going to do is, if you've got a mom right next to you, we're going to pray over them. You can just, just lay your hand on their shoulder. And, uh, and if not, if you're further away, you just stretch out your hand. And what I'd like you to do is, just while I'm praying... Would you, in your heart or mind or even with your voice, just say, yes, Lord, would you do that for this mom? Would you, would you bless this mom? Because we want you to know you have incredible value and importance. And I think for some, there's some moms today that God wanted you to remember that he sees you and that you matter today. No matter what season you're in and being a mom, that he sees you and you're important. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We are so thankful for the gift of moms. And today, we speak life and blessing over each mother in this place. And we say, God, would you pour out your spirit and your encouragement to them? Some moms today, they need a little healing in their heart. Some moms today, they just needed that comfort from you. Some moms, Lord, today, they just needed the the boldness and the encouragement that, yeah, you're pondering and you're treasuring is a gift from God and it's going to turn into powerful prayers. And we pray, Lord, that 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 pondering, that that treasuring, Father, that it would be used for that gift, Father, to pray, Father, the word of the Lord over their children. And Lord, at those moments, Lord, to give that word of life, that word of correction, that word in season, that's like apples of gold and settings of silver, Lord, that you would put it in those moms, Lord God. And we pray your affirmation, your strength, and your blessing upon them today. Lord, we thank you for them and we honor you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church.